Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, August 8, 2023, and I'm your host, Ariel Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Uh, just a reminder that Mercury will go retrograde on August 23rd and stay that way until September 14th. And you can read about that on our site or many places online. But generally, it's not a good time to start something new unless you were born with Mercury retrograde. Tonight, we'll be hearing some stories from our recent Starseed Quest alumni. We've been taking soul groups to the crystal capital of the world since 2012, and each year it becomes more empowering for those who attend. The Starseed Quest has evolved to higher levels of activation as we continue to receive information from other realms. Mount Ida, Arkansas is in Montgomery County, which is the heart of the crystal grid for the entire planet, where you can also dig your own crystals. The work we do there has global influence because of that, and as well as the personal empowerment of each person attending. Our next gathering will be November 17th through the 20th for the Pleiadian lineup quest, and the response has been strong, though we do still have a few spots available. If you have at least one galactic star marking on your chart, you are eligible to attend. And if you feel the call to come but don't know if you have the required markings, just send an email to crystals at starseedhotline.com and we'll take a quick look. And if you have a friend that wants to attend with you, we can check their chart as well for those markings. And, of course, our main website is starseedhotline.com. And at the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest and hope that you won't hear elsewhere. So we would like to thank Kathy, Jada, and Fiona for hosting the Switchboard tonight. And if you'd like to show your support for our show, please just click follow on our show page. And on our main website, starseedhotline.com, we have the Stage 1 Starseed Confirmations, and that is based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart. And the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one Zoom session. And remember, if you have a birthday coming up, you're going to get a window of 10 hours of great manifestational power. You can find out exactly when it happens by requesting your solar return timing. And please order that a week or two before your birthday. But if you want a reading of that chart, please order it about two months before your birthday so you can get the information before your birthday happens. So first of all, I'm going to look on the switchboard, which is really full tonight, uh, because I'm looking for Anastasia with her Starseed News. There you are. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very oh, proficient my pleasure. with that switchboard. <laughs> you found me, and, and you, wouldn't, you could have seen me. If you, if you were a fly on the wall in my office, you would have been laughing at me. I had telephone failure the handset batteries went dead so i was desperately up until 10 seconds before you you let me trying to get the the headset plugged into that little 
a desperate, I just thought about who's going to do it. <laughs> so there we are. Uh, I got it done in time, and you found me. So we are destined to do the news tonight. That's well, right. We we're good. Fun stories. Yeah, we're good. And it's not even retrograde yet, Mercury is. And I'm, I'm already having problems. I, I do that every time Mercury goes retrograde. I have problems before and after. All right. Well, anyway. The BBC is now reporting that India and Bhutan have recorded significant increases in their wild tiger populations. After decades of real conservation effort, India now has 3,682 tigers, making it home to 75% of the global population. Bhutan has recorded 131 tigers, which is an increase of 27% since 2015. So the tigers are making a comeback, along with some other Good. animals we're going to talk about tonight. Yes. Well, this is one way that the governments of the world can go green. It's a green policy that we could all do well to catch up on. Uh, in uh, Germany, uh, they have decided that a $53 monthly pass that allows unlimited travel on buses and trains results in a 25% year-on uptick in the number of people making low-carbon train trips. This is according to the Deutsche uh, Railways uh, in Germany. They launched this on May 1st to encourage people to take the train instead of driving, and almost 10 million people have used the pass this summer so far. They said that they've noticed that trains uh, are popular to holiday destinations. More trains are being used now that they've done this pass. Um, they're using it not just for travel to work, but long distance and just general commuting. So a real help to the environment, $53 a month. Go anywhere you want on train or bus in Germany. Cool. Well, um, the world's largest oyster restoration project is in Maryland. I would never think about the restoration of oysters, but come to find out oysters have been in real trouble. In Maryland of the U.S., uh, they have repopulated oysters to the tune of 10 billion of them in the Chesapeake, just since 1994, 10 billion oysters. And along with boosting their numbers, the project is improving the water quality. And new oyster reefs are providing a welcome habitat for crabs, fish, and other marine life. Really good news, since we hear rather despairing news coming out of the Gulf about the temperatures being so high, 101 degrees Fahrenheit, as a threat to the uh, coral in the Gulf of Mexico. So you win some, you lose some, but overall we are making headway where we put our minds to it. And we'll, you know, we'll put our minds to other things that need solving, and we'll get that solved too. But the oysters are much better off. Now, a decade, a whole 10 years, after they aired a documentary uh, called Blackfish about orca whales in, in uh, captivity, and uh, this documentary exposed the lack of ethics in keeping whales captive, Public opposition to marine parks has passed the tipping point. What do you know? Tourism companies have stopped promoting swim with dolphin attractions, and Canada has passed legislation to end the public display of captive cetaceans. Really? Wow. Did you know? I didn't know any of that was going on, but that is, wow. Wow. That's terrific. Okay. And in a world first. Surgeons and engineers combined have developed a new bionic hand that allows users with arm amputations to effortlessly control 
each finger as though it belonged to their own body. Successful testing of this bionic hand has already been conducted on one patient who lost his arm above the elbow. The innovation, they tell us, will revolutionize the way prosthetic limbs are designed and used, with scientists hailing it as a major breakthrough in, uh, uh, you know, what am I trying to say, the word I'm looking at? Uh, bionics. Thank you. I couldn't think, yeah, prosthetics. I was trying to think of bionic, yeah. Remember the, the TV series, A Bionic Woman and the Bionic Man, yeah, way back yeah. then? I sometimes wonder if these terms didn't come out of early television series. I know we found out that Star Trek has been the inspiration. Star Trek, the old movie series, has been an inspiration for a lot of the things that we see today. Scientists, somebody dreamed it up, and you know the writers thought about it, and the scientists and engineers said, hey, I want to make that. And really, we're benefiting a lot from you know, the ideas of science fiction years ago. So you wonder about bionic Hands, arms, legs, uh, you know, as an offshoot from the old TV series, things that, well, it starts in the mind with our imagination. So Starseed, think about that. Imagination is everything. It, it leads to great things happening. Well, this is, you know, this is an incredible story. I am delighted. I had no idea. But here it is. Uh, the recovery of bald eagles is continuing. Now, I remember, I'm from the days when bald eagles were really endangered. And it was horrifying. Uh, everybody was really concerned, and no wonder, because in the 1950s, the population of bald eagles dropped to just 412 nesting pairs. And I remember that and how worried wow. everybody was. But do you know that by 2021, just two years ago, can you believe 2021 is two years ago? <laughs> anyway, the, the bald eagle population had soared to, get this, 71,467 breeding pairs. Wow. I had no idea. Uh, that's just tremendous. I mean, wow. Um, I'm so proud of the people who, you know, have been involved in, con in conservation and, you know, they just were walking uphill against it, nearly insurmountable odds with some of these animals. And I tell you, um, they're coming back. And I just, that's just tremendous. Now, daffodils are one of my favorite flowers. I just think they're beautiful. Uh, first thing in the spring, I like yellow. Everybody has their own flower, and everybody likes different ones. But daffodils are have always been kind of special to me. Well, come to find out, I discovered, preparing for the news, that daffodils hold a secret power. Daffodils produce a crucial medical compound, among other things, that is a key component in the drug that's used in the management of Alzheimer's, but that's not all. Recent studies have found another astonishing benefit to daffodils, and I say astonishing because it's an odd thing to be concerned about, but in this day and age, we're concerned about it. So they have found that high-altitude daffodils, daffodils grown at high altitude, produce a special extract which, when fed to cows, has the ability to reduce their methane emissions. <laughs> we, I mean, it's incredible. Who would ever think of that? How did they ever discover that? I used to sort of chuckle that, that methane was sort of a concern coming from cows. I mean, really? But no matter how I have sort of scoffed at that, apparently it is still a concern. And... Lo and behold, we have found that daffodil extract can help cows reduce their their methane emissions. 
you know, their tummy gas. <laughs> so yeah. there it is. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's a new world we're living in, but that's cool. I love daffodils, and uh, they always signal spring, and that with uh, red buds are always something that I look forward to in the dead of winter, you know. Right. And now we find out they have this secret, secret ability. Well, the largest river restoration in U.S. history is underway. Now, way back in 1918, a power company built four dams along the Klamath River near the California-Oregon border to generate electricity. That's my neck of the woods up there in Mount Shasta area. Um, now, the dams stopped the natural flow of the river and also the life cycle of salmon that lay eggs there. Now, you know, for years and years and years, we were told we would need dams to manufacture electricity, produce electricity. Yes, indeed. And much to my surprise, the attitude seems to have changed. We'll go on with the story. So anyway, so the, the dam, uh, the Klamath Dam, uh, blocked the river, affected the breeding of the salmon. Now, these salmon are culturally and spiritually significant for a number of native tribes that used to depend upon them as a food source. And those same tribes, the Klamath tribe among them, have been advocating for the dam's removal for years and have been collecting nearly 17 billion native seeds for the past five years to replant once the river has been restored. They are attempting to restore the land to its pre-industrial status. 17 billion native seeds they're planning to plant along this stretch of land up around the Klamath once the dam is removed. Now, the, the natives say the river is our church and the salmon is our cross. That's how it relates to the people. It's very sacred to us. The river is not just a place we go to swim. It's life. It creates everything for our people. Well, here's the thing. When the demolition of this dam is completed by the end of next year, more than 400 miles of river will have opened for threatened species of fish and other wildlife. Now, by comparison, the 65 dams removed in the United States last year combined to connect, reconnect 430 miles of river. I had no idea that we took down 65 dams in the United States oh. last year. Has anybody else been aware of that? And they're never doing heard that it. at a point in time, no, when we are going to need greater and greater amounts of electricity to fuel the electric cars and so on and so forth. So, interesting. Sometimes I wonder who's doing the thinking. Anyway, it's wonderful for the environment. It might not work so well for electric cars. But they tell us the demolition of these dams is part of a larger national movement to restore rivers, habitats for fish, and the ecosystems that support surrounding wildlife, which I'm all for. As of February, more than 2,000 dams have been removed across the country, it says. Now, I don't know why part of the article says 65 dams removed last year, and then it says as of February this year, more than 2,000 dams altogether have been removed across the country. Don't, don't know when all this started, but that is a lot of dams, isn't it? Well, they say, why is this good news? And I'm saying, yeah, why is this good news? Well, they tell us in the article that while dams serve as a power source, they disrupt natural ecosystems, and the impact is long-term and far-reaching. With native tribes leading the way, proactively planting, monitoring, and tending to native seeds, 
this area in, along the Oregon-California border will have a very good chance of being fully restored. Furthermore, check this out, in Europe, a record number of river barriers, including dams and weirs, were removed across the European continent in 2022, with at least 325 taken down in 16 countries, allowing rivers to flow freely and migratory fish to reach breeding areas. Now, really, being the skeptic that I am, and I read these stories, I wonder, what is behind such a motion? We don't hear anything about it. Is it the nuclear industry, you know, that stands to gain from less electrical resources? I don't know. It's a wonderful thing that we're tending to the environment, but we don't really see what their alternative is for the provision of power. Um, you know, where, where what's the plan here? So that's something to think about. So it's it's good news, but it does raise questions. Here is a great story. It's cute. It's about Pig Casso. Pig Casso, the painting pig. That's right. <laughs> Do you know there's a nearly 700-pound pig, an artist, a painter, that's helping raise funds for an animal rescue center in Cape Town, South Africa? Well, the woman who describes herself as the personal assistant, creativity mentor, and curator of Big Casso's art uses his brush strokes produced by her uh, her pig to raise funds for her rescue center. She pays the staff. She pays for educational materials and general operations, and it is working. She is selling paintings hand over fist. Apparently and remarkably, one of the colorful artworks by Pig Casso, somebody thought looked like Prince Harry, and it sold <laughs> instantly to a Spanish collector for. A whopping $3,000. Why would anybody sane think about buying a painting made by a pig? Well, there's the novelty value. And if the global art market is worth $67.5 billion a year, get that, $67.5 billion, it's because the relationship between prices and the subjective quality is very complicated and defies logic. Does it matter who or what paints it? If you like the art, why not buy it, especially if it's for a good cause? Well, the story behind the story is that Big Casso needs a little help. After all, he doesn't have any hands. He uses his teeth. So, you know, he just (laughs) – he uses his mouth to grip the paintbrush. So Lefson, the creativity assistant, dunks the brush in paint and moves the canvas around a bit to enhance Piggy's creativity. Um, Uh The pig had a sellout show in Cape Town, South Africa, and he had a sellout show in Amsterdam. He said it was a fun circus. Uh, It's raising awareness for the farm sanctuary and generating cash by selling the pig's artwork. So maybe you'll be hearing about Pig Casso in the future. We'll see. (laughs) It's actually kind of cool-looking paint. Art is kind of cool-looking. Well, in the space uh, category, Euclid is opening its eyes. Do you guys know what Euclid is? Well, I didn't. And so we're learning about it together. And that Euclid, E-U-C-L-I-D, is Europe's new space telescope. And it's now returned its first images. They tell us that once it's completely set up, Euclid will start building a 3D map of the cosmos. Think about that a third-dimensional map of the cosmos in an effort to tie down the nature of so-called dark matter and dark energy. 
Together, these phenomena appear to control the shape and expansion of everything we see. Really? Mm. Wild. And in the UK and Europe, they are joining forces to build the largest ever solar telescope in Europe. The telescope will be designed to provide unparalleled insight into the phenomena of space weather, which will, of course, hopefully give us further information into our electromagnetic array and our own magnetic field. Pretty important work. Yeah. Well, here is something that is unfamiliar to us because we're really not, don't know much about this part of the world. But I thought it was important and I wanted it to share with you. It's something called the Manputo Protocol. And the latest news about the Manputo Protocol, which, by the way, is humanity's most progressive, legally binding instrument on women's and human rights. The latest news is that 44 African countries have signed on and they've ratified it. 43 of these countries now have laws putting the minimum age of marriage at 18. That's really revolutionary for these countries in Africa. And 22 out of 29 African countries that practice or have practiced female genital mutilation now have national laws banning the practice because of the Maputo Protocol. Wow. So they're coming out of the dark ages. These countries are progressing. Wow. That's encouraging. It is. All right. Well, finally tonight, I want to talk to you about a very creative idea that some wonderful person thought up. It's uh, something that's happening in Carlisle in northern England, that there is there a unique boutique. It has all kinds of cool stuff, pretty lamps and all kinds of odds and ends. You know, a place you'd like to go shop and poke around. you find something something for everybody. But these items that are neat looking and fun, they don't have a price on them. Um, and by the way, this shop, it's called the Kinder Shop because it, it operates on kindness currency. They don't ask for money. Uh, and things are not priced traditionally. Uh, when you want to buy a, a lamp, for instance, you look at the little tag on it, and it's going to tell you that the item is worth so many hours of charitable service, volunteer hours, at a nearby charity. So if you want to buy the lamp, you may have to volunteer your time two hours at, let's say, the hospital gift store or wherever, whatever charity is needing. And you, it's, a, it's on the honor system. You buy it, you, you take the lamp, and you are promising that you're going to donate a certain amount of time to the local charities. Well, a whole number of charities and community groups have participated in the Kinder Shop, and the response from the public has been overwhelming. They say that over 1,200 hours have been pledged to help local charities in only one day. Now, wow. the Kinder Shop has successfully connected people with volunteer opportunities, which is good for people. It's encouraged them to contribute to their community in meaningful ways. Um, you know, picking up garbage, trimming trees, uh, mowing, mowing grass in mediums that aren't getting mowed, you name it, they, they can do it. Everything and anything. Helping an older person has a leak in their roof. Anything and everything that can be done. This Kinder Shop has also inspired other businesses and communities to adopt similar 
kindness-based initiative and kindness-based currencies, which further is spreading the concept across the United Kingdom. Pop-ups in other towns have opened. It's, it's, it's the latest trend. It's raising hours and hours for charities all across the U.K., and more events are planned for the future. And this is something that I think would be wonderful if it would go across the world. Kindness currency, what a great idea. Wonderful. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that, too. Isn't that great? Isn't that just great? It is wonderful. Oh, gosh. Well, from my heart to each one of you, we're going to have a great show tonight. It's going to be terrific. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad we're all getting together, and you're talking about the wonderful experiences and uh, so I'm going to get off of here and let everybody get in and talk. But from my heart to each one of you, much love, everybody. Have a beautiful couple of weeks. And I'll see you next time. Okay. Thank you, Ariel. Oh, thank you, <laughs> Anastasia. Good job. Thank you so much for the work you do. Sure. Talk Good to night. you in two weeks. Okay. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. I love that. Kindness currency. What a concept. All right. Um, let me get Lavendar's mic open here. Hey, Lavendar. I'm here. I'm ready to okay. go. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I have, let's see. Well, we've got everybody sitting on the switchboard ready to go. So um, let me bring Amy on first and then... Um, then we'll get Danielle and Ginger. So I've got to find the find the number here uh, for O and we have a lot of people on the switchboard. So let me just scroll down. There you are. Okay. Hey, Amy. How Hello, are you tonight? Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm oh. wonderful. Can you hear me? Okay. Absolutely. Just right. Okay, excellent. Okay, so, so this, um, go ahead, Lev. Okay, so so Amy, I am so happy that you are joining us tonight on the radio show because I know you have a terrific story. It was so wonderful seeing you at the Quest, so I'm just going to turn it over to you, and you just start by saying how what you experienced at the Quest, and then tell us what you're about to do with the information that we talked about earlier. Fabulous. Yes, I'm happy to do that. Well, I'm honored to be on and to share hello to all of my Starseed family from, from the May Quest. It was the most uh, transformative experience of my entire life, and I do not say that lightly. Um, it was uh, an unbelievable soul recognition with everyone who was in attendance um, at the Quest in May instant family, truly all-star family in one place, um, really, truly a lot of the connections that I've been missing and longing for, you know, my entire life. Um, it's this instant love for these people that you have never met, but you have. <laughs> um, I did not want to leave. I can honestly say that. And, and I think it transferred to manifesting because I traveled with my dear, dear friend who came with me to Quest, who I think is also going to share her story tonight. Hello, Tara. I love you. And um, it took us forever to get home. I think, I think subconsciously neither one of us wanted to leave that space. It was just the energy in the room, um, everything from the teachings, to the questions, to the discussions, um, every single experience, it, it was all like 
um, and I've been using this example quite a bit, but threads all into this amazing tapestry. It's kind of like you have all these loose ends in your life and all these things that are kind of dangling and maybe at the time don't make a whole lot of sense. And then suddenly within the matter of moments and over those couple of days of quest, everything connects, everything connects. Um, I had one synchronous understanding after another. And I even told Tara, I said, I feel like I'm going to explode if one more thing comes together because it was, it was, it was really, truly profound. And when I originally was going to come and how I even got there is all very serendipitous and synchronous. Um, I know I was meant to be there in every single way. Um, but when I was coming, I listened to actually the original uh, recordings that you all had done on this very Radio Academy show. And I heard um, one woman that attended years ago who was a Reiki master, and she talked about returning home with an increase in magnification that her clients could feel in, in being a channel for this healing life force. And as a Reiki master myself, I really went hoping just to come home with an amazing gift that I could share with my clients. And what I came home with was so much more. I mean, life-changing and soul-changing on every single level. Um, and there were a couple moments uh, in there where one moment in particular, I, I had been on the verge of tears for days uh, up until actually attending and then being there. And during one of Tammy's talks, she spoke about something and, and instantaneously everything in me lit up and the tears fell and I knew this is why I'm here. Um, it was just profound in every single way. Um, so I, I, I don't know how much more I can say about it's just uh, truly, truly life and soul changing in every way. And um, I don't know, Lavender, if you want me to talk about my project and the impact that it had on me returning or if you want to say anything before I keep going. Well, okay. So when you, you stood up and told what your vision was for the future, and at that moment, then I knew that I had to, to impart upon you some things that we've been holding for our starseed family. So when I imparted it to you, you went the light. I could see the light bulbs just going on in your head. You, oh my goodness! Like this is the missing ingredient for my whole pr proposal. So now go ahead exactly. and and talk about the post-traumatic stress uh, piece for our for our people. Yeah, so post-traumatic stress and grief work moving forward. So I had been working on a massive project that I felt called to work on for the good of humanity and had been moving forward when I attended Quest. And when I attended Quest, I realized there was this entire cosmic and galactic missing piece to my project that I didn't even know was missing. And, yes. Every light bulb went off. Everything came off. Um, everything came together. Um, and I have been working on a massive project for being able to gather all different types of healing modalities to create customized retreats um, to be able to offer for a variety of different types of um, post-traumatic stress, grief, um, uh, a multitude of human experience and specializing moving forward with star seeds um, and with being able to offer this entire support to the star seed family that I, I didn't even know had been missing and it all came together at Quest. So for those that are listening, if 
if there's something that you'd like to share with Amy, uh, you know, if if you don't mind giving your uh, email address, I wouldn't give your phone, but an email address that people want to <laughs> with any kind of projects that you're working on, because a lot of people that listen to us are healers, and they're just sitting back waiting for somebody to pull the trigger. So this may be an opportunity wow. for you to give your email address uh, over the radio so that others may contact you and help you with this project. Yes, I would love that so much. This project is so much bigger than me, and um, it keeps growing exponentially. Um, we are building a community for healers to come together, uh, like-hearted, like-minded, um, to be able to elevate and change uh, the way that um, our experience, our human experience here on Earth is, is happening and to be able to offer retreats and holistic healing for um, for our Starseed family. Um, I'd love to give my email. My email is A as in Apple, B as in Boy, N as in Nancy, S as in Sam, E as in Elephant, A as in Apple, at gmail.com. And um, like I said, this project is so much bigger than me, and, and uh, we've had so many people come together and come forward, and we are working on um, on putting all this together and, and releasing it out into the world. So all help. Uh, if you feel that this speaks to your soul and you would love to be a part of it with us to get it going, um, it's, it, I really do believe it's going to change everything, um, and it's going to be for the good of our entire planet. I know it will, and also that you're wanting to do. You're also wanting to do satellites in other countries. Once you get the the beta test going, then you can jump up and go to other countries with everything that you have. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah, the plan is to start out um, initially. The idea is to have. We're trying to return people to community, and we're trying to return people to in person and togetherness, and working together in their own areas. So the plan is to have a campus in every single state and then eventually in every single country so that we can be completely unified if you think of this whole entire network across the planet of people who are working, who are really truly honestly working for the good of, of us all. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us. And if you'll give your email one more time, if they have their pencils yes, ready. Yes, that would be great. So it's A as an apple, B as in boy, N as in Nancy, S as in Sam, E as in elephant, A as in apple, at gmail.com. And I, Lavender, may I share the name of the project as well? Yes. Okay. The name of the project is Sharing Our Unique Lights, and the acronym that we use is SOUL. So we lovingly refer to it as SOUL. Beautiful. Wow. It's great. So so back to you, Ariel, and thank you, Amy, and we'll talk soon. Thank you both okay, so yeah. much. I appreciate it. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Amy. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, Lavendar, I am now going to open up the mic uh, for Danielle and Ginger, who are kind of coming on uh, simultaneously. So let me get the mic open. Okay. Hello, ladies, Danielle and Ginger. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi, yes, can this, you hear us? Yes, 
This is Lavender, and so I'll let you girls just take off and start talking about whatever it is you want to share about <laughs> what happens when you come to the quest. Okay. Um, well, first of all, we're we're really excited to be on the show. I um, and this is Danielle, by the way. Um, I wanted to. One of the things I wanted to say is um, coming to the quest over the course of the last eight years or so, you know, um, has been an incredible experience. My first quest was a November quest, um, which is the next one coming up. And it's been uh, much like, um, you know, has been life-changing for me. Uh, I would say there's a little bit of everything for everyone. Um, And no matter whether you are a healer or, like, for people that just work in the 3D, it's a great place um, to feel connected. And when you come on the land, just feeling those vibrations of feeling like your home. And then on top of that is meeting all the other star seeds and your um, star seed brothers and sisters and having those connections that last last a lifetime. So for me, you know, that's been, I think, part of the biggest impact. You know, Ginger and I have become incredible friends, um, you know, through, you know, over the, over the last couple of years. And it's great to have someone to talk to and lean on um, when it comes to other things that, you know, people consider, I don't know, what would you, what would you call it, Ginger? High strangeness. High strangeness. Well, like high yes. strangeness. Yeah, high strangeness. Mm-hmm. So when something happens and, you know, something happens and everybody knows what that is and you just can't, you're not sure whether it's, that really did happen or was that your imagination or, or like, am I crazy? Am um, I crazy? Because that's what everybody asks themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's so good to have somebody that you connect with to, you know, be able to let you know that if you're crazy, then you're the same level of crazy, uh, but usually it's more like, you know, you're not crazy, you're, you're sane, you just have a foot in both worlds. I mean, I've made friends every time I've gone, and all the friends, even though we don't talk a lot, when I get a text from somebody, it's like picking up right where we left off. So there's the meeting, right. the family, and then there there's the meeting, like, I, I don't know, you know, how it happens where, like, Danielle and I met, and it was all of a sudden this, um, gosh, I don't want to use the word magical, but it was this this um, this recognition that we each had found the sister to spin with. Yes. So there's, there's, there's no, there, you know, we're worlds apart, we're states apart, but we're so connected that, um, that it's like finding a sister. Mhm. Oh. You got anything to add to that? Absolutely, and I've seen the two of you really grow together, which is a really wonderful thing to witness. Growing together, you're not. See, sometimes okay. when two people get together, one stops and the other one goes on. But you're you're just butterflying together all over the place and hummingbird. I mean, it's like <laughs> the two of you are just off and running with whatever frequency hits you for that moment, and both of you climb on at the same time. There's nobody holding. <laughs> there's nobody holding back anywhere. That's what I'm noticing. 
pretty dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Danger, <Yeah>. D-A-N-J-I-R. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Danielle and Ginger. Danger. No, but but seriously, it's it's just coming to the quest is definitely life changing and. Um, I mean, we could tell so many stories, but really it's the people that you meet, the people that you spin with. Um, everyone is just, whether you talk to them every day or just every time you see them at a quest, it's just incredible. And it just is like, what is it that um, Denise says? I fill up my tank every time I come when I get ready yeah. to go back home. Yeah. And I think that's really, really important to mention. So. Well, thank you so much, girls, for coming on tonight and, and sharing your sisterhood because we applaud you in, in your delivery. Absolutely. So back to you, Arielle. Okay. Danielle and Ginger, thank you so much for calling in. <clears throat> and you just keep up the good work. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I think that it is time to hear from Rick on the switchboard. I know you're okay. <clears throat> hey, Rick, it's Ariel. Hi. And, and uh, Hi. I, I thank you so much for being such a strong male presence at the Quest because, I mean, typically there's, there's more women than men, and, and you stood right up. And you are so clear, and uh, it was just—it's just a pleasure to see you coming back and and continue to develop. So tell us what it was like for you from the first time you were there. Um, I forget how many times you've been there—like four or five times. Yeah, I've been to—I've uh, been to two—I've been to two quests and a master class. So, um, yeah. So my first quest was in November of twenty-one, and. Oh, first time I walked in, I I was kind of quiet and kind of kind of scoping everything out and didn't know what to do, didn't know what I was getting myself into, but kind of knew what I was getting myself into because I had this, you know, this inner knowing. But um, but yeah, uh, I started meeting people and and just everybody seemed so familiar. Like I knew, like I was like, I know that I know this person, I know this person. Like what? Like, where have you been? Like, you know, <laughs> I, it just—it was amazing um, walking in and seeing everybody at the first quest, and and uh, and then you know get up and you know start uh, sharing your story a little bit, and I, you know I don't even know what I said, but uh, it, uh, it from the first quest. Um, actually from my first reading with you and then Lavendar and then the quest, uh, it, like my life has changed like uh, leaps and bounds. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes I don't know, uh, you know, I, I, I want it to go faster, but then you don't, you, you have to sit back and just let it come to you. And I'm, I, I finally, I finally surrendered to that you know, and, um, just at the, the first quest was so, so great because it, meeting, um, I sat next to Trent and David and those, those guys are just magic. Um, the, the wisdom that comes from them is just amazing. And, 
And so meeting them was really nice. And then um, the, the whole the whole thing was just amazing. And then going to the second quest was uh, that was that just that just took the show, you know, with uh, Lavender's birthday and and uh, and being able to hold the point, um, you know, for Eric and all the girls and, you know, for the Middle East and stuff was, that was an honor. Um, just holding the point with Cynthia and um, I, that it just was an honor. I, I can't say enough about it. Um, I just felt so, uh, so connected. And so I actually went out of body on that, on that experience. I didn't even know where I was at um, <laughs> when that was going on. It was uh, it was amazing and and uh, yeah the whole the whole experience of just meeting you know fellow fellow uh, starseed brothers and sisters is is and and all the all the work that goes into it you know even behind the scenes and and uh, and and it all just starts to connect each quest you go to it just connects another dot and another dot and i've talked to lavendar on the phone her and tammy you know a few times and and i just i'm like i'm just so curious i want to know what's going on something big's happening and and then you know it's just i just surrendered to just letting it play out because um i i have a big role in in what's going on i know that you know and um and I'm just going to continue to, to to fight through it and 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 do my work. So right. yeah, it's just that, been... yeah. That's that's a really that's a good point because the the grand plan is so intricately orchestrated that mm-hmm. you just just have to allow it to to play out. I mean, it's already been written, and uh, you don't need to you know, control it or, or, uh, you know, stay on it. You just, just let it happen in a very natural, yeah. organic way because, um, it was part of, it's part of your destiny to right. do that. Yeah. And yeah, those... all the co- Go ahead. All the, all the codes and the DNA upgrades, like I, like even though you don't feel like it's happening, it is happening. You are getting the codes, um, you know, when you show up. And, you know, sometimes you feel like, oh, I need to do more work. I need, and it's like, no, I'm, I'm doing the work. You know, I'm, I'm you know, the, the one thing that, I, that I've learned, um, you know, especially that Lavendar just tells me all the time is like your presence has power. And I have a funny story about that because she always, tell, she always tells me, Rick, your, your presence has power. And I'm like, Oh, thank you. You know, and she and she's like, no, 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 no. You understand? Like your your presence has power. You have to know that. And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking. I'm I'm always like thanking her, and I'm like, she's like, no, it's not a, you know, it's not a, like you have to know that. And I finally get it. I finally get it. Um, after you know, going to the quest and 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 these codes just starting to to open up on me, and and I I. I I finally, I finally uh, understand it, you know. So it's really, really awesome. Looks like they take root, and then they yeah. start to go, you know, and expand from there. 
but yeah, yeah, your presence says power wasn't is not intended as a compliment; it's a statement of fact. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I and I, and I was. I, I didn't realize that. You know, I'm like, oh my god, like thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's not a thank you. <laughs> I finally get. It. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's it's just yeah. the the quest. I I just encourage anybody that's listening that um, you know if you've gotten a reading or you need to go to the quest because it's uh it's just out there stuff that that uh, that everybody needs to know. And 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 it'll it will take root, like you said. It just will take root um, when 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 it's time. Right, and that's a, that's a good point because there. I mean, we've had so many quests, and there is an orchestration of you know when you feel the call, you feel the pull and the urge, and it's like, what is this all about? I, I don't know. I think I have to be there. Well, that is mm-hmm. by design. You know, so when your name is on a quest, regardless of how many times you've been there or not been there, you will get that that knowing that it's time to go. And and because everyone who comes has had that when they walk in, that's why there's soul recognition, because each it's like each person has been um, uh, like attracted or magnetized by higher galactic forces. It's like you need to come together. You said you would and here's the time is now. So um right. yeah and that's 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 really good. So your I mean your name might not be on every single quest, although we have had people right. that have been to like 20 or more. Um there when you feel that pull, it's your turn and it's your time. Yeah. And if you if, if you ignore it, there's no telling what you're going to um what opportunities or people you're going to miss. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was, I, uh, I, I was, I was really being called to go to the last, the May quest and, and I had the master class and I was integrating with that. And I was like, I need to go to this thing. I, cause I, you know, the integration was so long and I was like, Oh, I, I need to go. And then I just, and then it just wasn't right. I just, it wasn't the right timing. So I am going to sign up and go to the November one. Um, I just feel called. I, I need to go to the quest, and it seems like I keep going to all the November ones. So it must be lining lining up for November for me. Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to uh, seeing you there again. Yeah, I cannot wait. I I <laughs> I, I just enjoy I enjoy it. I um, the the knowledge that that you that you and uh, Lavendar and Tammy have, and and that you share with us, and um it's it's just it's amazing and um i can't thank you thank you all enough and for for the support and the support for everybody and just being there it's like you know it's like i was telling i was telling uh christina the other day i was like you know like these they you guys really don't you don't have nothing to gain for this. Like you guys literally just are given messages. And if we show up, we show up when we're time, when it's time. And, and uh, it's like, you don't want nothing, nothing from it. It's just, you just want, uh, want to you to show up. You want the people to show up and claim their power, you know? Right. And I love that. Yes. Yes. And that's, and that's a big, a big part of, you know, I mean, claiming your power is, 
is what we do on the last day. And it's very, mm-hmm. very powerful and far reaching. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's an honor to be, you know, involved in watching that growth and expansion for everybody. Yeah, yeah you know, the yeah. first time I claimed my power I didn't even know what I was claiming. I you know, I thought I did <laughs> and I was up there just saying it and you know, I you know, I, I had the intention but just wasn't going through me, you know, all the way. And and I remember I was kind of followed somebody else and I kind of did a little meditation at the end, you know, and, and, uh, and I remember getting done with that. And this was the first time ever. And it, Lavendar looked at me right in the eyes and she goes, you don't, you don't have to do all that meditation. That That's not who you are. And I was like, Oh my God, you're so right. Because I don't, I don't need all that meditation. I don't need that. And she nailed it, and I was like, wow. You know, I just, yeah. you know, you get up there, follow, start following somebody else, and it's like, wait, I'm not a follower. I'm a leader. So, yeah, I, I, it's so nice that the the messages that you guys give us, it's it's very impactful um, and, and very appreciative. Oh, well, uh, we will look forward everybody. to seeing you again in November, and it is—I yeah, mean, it's, line, it's, it's lining up to be a really powerful group. So um, that has your name on it. <laughs> yes. Well, I will definitely be there, and yeah, I, I appreciate everything that you guys do. Thank you so much, Rick, and thank you for coming on the show tonight to share your thoughts with our audience. All right. Thank you so much. Good talking to Thanks. you. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Okay. Um, Lavendar, are you – you say your mic's still open? I'm still open. Yes, I'm here. Okay. Um, I'd like to bring Fiona on. Okay. And, you know, as as most people know, Fiona's been part of our radio show since the almost the very, very beginning and uh, so she is a dedicated, dedicated goddess. So, Fiona, I'm going to open your mic up. She's been helping produce the show for over a decade. So let me get that mic open. Okay, Fiona, you there? I'm here. Okay. Lavendar, take it away. Okay. So, Fiona, it was such a pleasure finally seeing you in person after all these years, and you and I have such a connection with frogs and synchronization of a lot of different goddess work. So I was thrilled to see you walk in that door all dressed up and ready to play. So give us your take on what you experienced at the Quest. Oh, my goodness. It was quite the the entire time. Um, uh, You know, I landed in Little Rock and drove up there, and I could start to feel the energy build and build and build. And when I got there, I started driving around, and I saw all the other star seeds going to their cabins. I drove up to Micah's Point, which is a place there, if nobody knows it, it's a good place to go view if you're trying to see ships and whatnot. Um, And the energy just built and build and build. And uh, when I got there, what I realized that since I was on the first quest and now I'm on this quest, I realized that each quest is its own little universe and every, even though we're all connected, you know, 
every single one is unique to all of the star seeds participating in that particular group. And I, I watched this group as, as some very uh, significant bonds were formed. And it was as if they were made to come together to make these purposes, uh, you know, manifest as in Amy's case, for instance. And it is, I feel, very magical. I like the fact that um, it is also oriented towards um, an up spiral, a spin for the people, a place to go where you feel home, where you feel family, where there isn't that down or negativity. It is an up spiral. You're sitting on the largest crystal grid on the planet, and I was thinking about that when I was out at the crystal dig and I was watching everybody um, dig their crystals uh, earnestly and to get crystals. But at the same time, they were sitting there getting empowered by this crystal grid. It was very palpable to me to feel it. And that in itself is a form of activation along with the rest of the quest. Now, along with the rest of the quest, you had the presentations, which I thought were amazing. It was very educational to hear the explanations of the astrological charts as they go because I'm hearing that, you know, this person is this house and this planet and that sign and the different things. And it was, to me, I was thinking, okay, now I've heard that, now I've heard that, now I've heard this. And I'm sort of amassing into my consciousness in a very relaxed way that kind of partaking of that knowledge and the wiseness of the knowledge and the the wiseness of you, Lavendar, actually to even ever have known all of this and to bring it forward and to be told these things and to have the contact and to be able to share it with the world is so important. Um, and you can hear from the prior callers exactly how impactful it has been on their lives. So, And then there was other presentations and um, – Ariel and uh, Tammy, the vapors was amazing. <laughs> and I don't mean the vapors pass out people. I mean the presentation about the Native American spirit in the land and the, the vapors and the vapors rising and how that gets taken into our body. And there was some amazing photography through these presentations. Um, I really did enjoy that. Uh, it's just filled with knowledge. And then, Lavendar, you came forth. And when you speak, first of all, your voice is amazing. You have a harmonic in your voice that is different. And it is different in a very starseed way. And it's beautiful. And you carry a tune in your voice that's just wonderful. But you also you go further than that. You impart this knowledge that really if you're – you can hear it on the radio, but if you're there in person, you actually get that that vibe comes with watching you and hearing you talk. And same same actually with Ariel and Tammy, but you, you really have an incredible voice with which to speak the truth of what you know. Uh, you know, it's amazing. Um, and, and for those who, you know, since astrology is – part of getting uh, getting to the quest, uh, if, if any of you in your star CD hearts, you know, follow your star CD heart and get your chart checked because this is an awesome opportunity for you to connect with other people who are, who are in the same 
you know, the same place as you, and you just don't know who you're going to meet. And and it seems to me like people met up just like they should. Um, you know, and uh, like I said before, we went up to um, Micah's Point. That's a great place. Uh, I went up there alone, and then later many, many people came one night, and it was a really wonderful um, gathering. And... Um, this really does. I, when the show opens up, it says, uh, we do this to better serve the planet. And we do serve the planet better when we are engaged and activated and participating with our fellow starseeds. And I think that's where a lot of the change comes from, from within, because you are activated. You are, um, you know, exchanging with like-minded people in a very safe, peaceful, beautiful environment. And um, I would suggest that, you know, anyone who is even thinking about doing this, yes, I would say yes, go ahead. Oh, okay. So then i got to go back to the start of it. So when we had our first initial um, uh, saging, uh, Tammy provided, what would you call that? It was the cleansing. It was amazing. A feathering. A feathering. It was a a feathering. And it nearly blew my it blew my socks off and nearly blowed me down, okay? And um, it, it, I was like, well, what the heck is Tammy having her hand? Because she wrapped that feather and things flew off of me, and I was like, this is good. And then um, uh, what's my red-headed Atlantean friend there? She comes and she helps with the food all the time. Um, anyway, she took a tuning fork and and she was going all over my uh, uh, up the top side of my head and I I nearly flew out of my body. I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> so it was amazing and I thought that's good. And also the 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 closing, the reclaiming of the power. You could see the energy, the auric energy on people's energy fields. You could. See see them and the amazing transformations just um that had been starting from actually it's always been there but when the decision is made and when they come um and and they go forth and they come to this point where now they've met now they've talked they know they're safe they're in the right environment there's all these things to do and take in and information and knowledge and actual physical stuff with digging crystals and doing all of these things but then at the end you get to reclaim your own power you know and that to go forth and do what you need to do and I found that a, a very amazing experience as well. Um, so all in all, um, you know, it's a 10 out of 10, people. <laughs> I, I really And I've been hanging out with these guys for a while, and I love them. I love I love everybody involved in this um, Starseed Radio Academy, and I can't uh, tell you enough um, how amazing these people are. Okay. Well, you're very amazing, too, and and I must say that you are a, an airline stewardess, and I know that when you get on the airplane that your presence has power, and, and I can just see how you can go to the back of the plane and just do that little thing you do, and they just all go to sleep and behave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I can see you doing that. 
<laughs> I know you do that, girl. I know you do that, and that's great. I mean, no terrorist would ever get on your airplane. If they did, you would you would just annihilate them. They'd just turn to dust. <laughs> yeah, it would hurt. Would not work it would out not well. Hurt. It would yeah, not serve it, them to show up for you. That's right. But thank you so much for all the years that you've been doing this with us. And, and and what a thrill it was to see you walk in the door. And we want you to walk in the door again. Whenever you hear the call, Fiona, we want you to come. Whenever the call happens, you just come. You just let me know if you really want me to help in November. You just let me know. I certainly will. Okay. I love okay. you. Great. Thanks so much, Fiona. We love you, too. You're very welcome. Okay. All right. Yeah, and you know, Fiona was at the very first quest ever. Yeah. So she holds that she holds that the codes from the first quest, which was extremely uh powerful. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now, Tara, it's your turn. Hey, Tara. Hi there. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed listening to everybody's stories and um, to listening, of course, to you, Ariel, and to you, Lavendar, as well. So um, I think, have, have you been to two or three quests? I have been to two. So my first one was last November. And my second one was just this past May. So I did two quests within six months of each other. I wasn't planning on it, but <laughs> that's that's just what um, I was told to do. So um, I would say to talk about my very first quest, um, I would describe that for me as a breakdown of all the old programming and ancestral wounding that I've held um, within my body. So when we were going through that um, initiation process, every single cell was vibrating and shaking where I couldn't even keep my arms or hands from shaking and I want to say that it completely eradicated all ancestral wounds even surrounding war that was in my bloodline because I did have a grandfather that fought during World War II. And that was so transformational and so powerful that it did take me a few months to integrate back into uh, 3D life. Um, but I, it was so amazing and so, um, like I said, for my entire ancestral line and I do a lot of shamanic journeying and working on that um, that war programming I've been doing a lot of work around that so I feel like that whole first initial um, initial initial quest was to really break free from all of that and um, I call it a quantum leap that I was going in May because I had only planned to go to come in November again, but 
I took that quantum leap and went in May, and I would call that my breakthrough. And um, just things starting to line up, and like everyone else described, um, meeting people that um, you've known already, your soul recognizes them, and just being on the correct path. It was like all of these things that Lavendar spoke about, that Tammy spoke about, um, just connecting all the dots and bringing me where I am today. Um, I am a completely and totally different person than I was when I walked through the door there in November. And um, interestingly enough, there was a woman there uh, that was at the Quest in November and in May, um, and she looked at me, she's like, you are so different. Your energy is so different now from when I saw you in November. And it's absolutely true down to the cellular DNA level. When I say DNA activation, I really, really mean it. And the <laughs> profound effect it had on me, um, and I don't know if it's okay to talk a little bit of astrology here, yeah. um, but uh, for me in my natal chart, I have a grand square between Pluto, my moon, and my ascendant and descendant, and it's a cardinal square. And then when I was there in November, uh, I remember the night before uh, Lavendar was going to do that um, that energe- energetic, um, I don't even know what you call it, that ceremony that she did. And she put up the chart and she showed how the moon and Selena were, con- were conjunct in Cancer and you had Pluto opposing that. Well, that... Uh, moon conjunct Selene was right on my Mercury in Cancer and with Pluto opposing it and plus it was squaring my MC and IC. So that's why it so was so profound for me um, and why I say the breakthrough is like that double square, that grand square that um, in all the cardinal signs was a true initiation for me. And it just transformed me and meeting now more and more. Um, I, I want to tell people that going, uh, you are going to meet people um, that are you are just meant to be with. It's family. It's home. It's who you're meant to not only have like a friendship with, but to do work on this planet with, to raise the level, the vibration on this planet, to um, to do good in the world. Um, that's what I would have to say. It's just truly profound and uh, has transformed me, my relationships, my outlook on life, my um, my mission in life, and uh, getting me on track. Really, truly, truly, truly on track. Well, Thank you know, when you, so you were much. when you were talking, oh, you're welcome. When you were talking about the difference between the first quest and the second quest for you, I had this, you know, kind of visual of kind of being uh, having shackles on your ankles, you know, and weights that 
you know, your ancestral, the, the stuff that you inherited, the first quest re- released you from all of that. And then it's like, okay, that's not holding me down. Now where do I go? So you come to the second quest, and now you, you, know, you can really you know, take off like a rocket because the first quest had to kind of uh, you know, clean up some situations ancestrally that you know you you and that was part of your mission uh, i think to for your bloodline to to oh, absolutely to transmute those records and once they were transmuted then you're free to fly absolutely yeah i attribute it to my mars conjunct chiron um in aries um and that's conjunct my uh ic so um, I feel like clearing that war programming is a huge part of why I'm here. Oh yeah, and it's <clears throat> well, it's a huge thing going on planetary on the whole planetary scale. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, as you know, Lavendar and I have talked about. That's like job one. We've got to get rid of the ancestral um, war in bloodlines. Otherwise, it's just going to keep looping. Exactly. So that was that was like you know a major a major turning point for you as an individual, but also for your entire um, bloodline, ancestral, and going forward. Yeah. Great. Well, it yeah, was really a, a, a pleasure a pleasure to have you there. And and now that I I mean I I wasn't aware of some of those details that you just shared, but. Uh, that is so wonderful and so empowering uh, because now, you know, you've got big things to do <laughs> and, yes, a new I family, do. <laughs> and a new family to help support you who really, really understand you and they, and they get you. And there's no, exactly. I mean, there's no judgment. There is acceptance and, and camaraderie. So, and, and I know we're going to see you again. Oh yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> You're not getting rid of me now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is just—it's just a pleasure to to watch, as you know, because it happens. It happens for everybody, and it's just a pleasure to watch it every single time. Thank you so much for all you do. Oh, you're so welcome. And um, yeah, we're we. I'm going to send you an email about something else altogether different, but um, it was something that you had asked about. So, and I'm happy to tell you that we're going to do that. So, I'll I'll email you about that. Okay, wonderful. Okay, all right. Well, thank, thank you so you, much you. for joining us this evening. And so, your microphone. Okay, so well, I'll see you at a uh, future quest. Yes. You will. Okay. Thank you so much. Right. Have a wonderful evening. Oh, you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, well, we have we have talked to everybody. So, Lavendar, are you still there? Uh, how about yes. Jada? Oh, let me let me. <laughs> Okay, hang on a second, Jada. I didn't ask you ahead of time, um, but let me. Um, yeah, and I did. I did ask Kathy, and, and Kathy um, was was going to pass on it this time because she's done this so many. 
she's come on the show a lot of times after her quests. But, you know, I'm going to open your mic up, Jada. Surprise. Okay. Hey, everybody. Hey, Jada. Hey. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're one of the people that's probably been to 20 quests. Yeah, and they're just amazing. I mean, I agree with everything everybody said. If anyone's considering it and feeling the call, pay attention. It'll be worth it. And the call is so amazing because for a long time I went to every single one and then the pandemic happened and the schedules got messed up and now um, it's more obvious the ones that I have to go to or if I'm just feeling like, oh, I just miss everybody, I want to see everybody. The strong calling where you know you have to be there is so different. And I'm sure lots of other people have experienced that. And meeting soul family is amazing. Being able to talk about high strangeness that most of our friends back home may not understand or may think we're crazy if we talk about it. Right. So that's always nice. Um, and one of my favorite parts is the astrology. I love that. And other people have mentioned this. It's so amazing seeing how the powers that be put together this perfect kaleidoscope of who needs to be there bringing their individual piece of the pie to the table. It's just beyond understanding how that happens. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I know you guys are involved and then there's there's other things guiding us all so that it works yeah. out the way it's supposed to. Yeah, well, we call that the unseen hands. Yeah. And, you know, if if you can physically walk through the door, then you were um, you were an invited, you know, not by I'm not by us. I'm saying this kind of humorously. But, yeah, when the when the Pleiadians tap on your shoulder, it's like you need to go. Um, you won't be sorry if you pay attention to that because it yeah. is yeah, it's your turn. And, and, and it's hard it, to ignore. You can't ignore it. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. And you you meet people that's like, oh my gosh, this that what other place could you have ever met that person again after you know five hundred years? And we see a lot of um, soul recognition uh, between people, and they just bond instantly, like 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 they've been family for eons. Yeah, that's what it feels like, and it feels like, especially if we're able to gather around the fire or in the circle, even inside, it's just amazing. It feels like, I think we all know on some level, we've done it in other lifetimes many, many times. So there's something sentimental about that also to me. Oh, yeah, well, a lot of starseeds feel lonely and abandoned because they're not with their soul family and trying to fit into 3d that's just never going to work out <laughs> so, yeah, so it know. helps us understand that because sometimes yeah. the emotions aren't just lonely and abandoned sometimes we're angry why did we decide to do this and why, why were we left here so it does help us understand our our purpose as individuals and as a collective so i love that and I just feel like it's the quest or part of me. I'll always go when I'm supposed to. Right. 
Right. So, well, thank you and so thank much you for sharing. For every, oh, you're welcome. Thank you guys all for everything you do. I know it's so much work putting these together, all the planning, organizing, and um, keeping us all herded and in the right place at the right time. So thank you. Oh, you know, it's getting easier um, because the quests are evolving and the um, the soul maturity of the people that walk through the door is it, it continues to grow. So yes. that makes it easier for us when we don't have to um, intervene in any kind of 3D stuff. There have been some, you know, uh, earlier quests that that was a, a thing, but not anymore. Just open, friendly, loving recognition. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, well, we're looking forward to um, to seeing you again, and got big hugs waiting for you, sister. Yes, I can't wait to see you guys. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Okay, and thank you for all your years of service to the radio show. Um, you know, yeah, you and, and you and Fiona both, um, from the early early years, have been dedicated and devoted to serving Star Seeds and um, working on the you know volunteering your time for the radio show is only part of that. So we thank you for that. Thank you. I'm happy to do it. Ah. Okay, sweetie. Big hug. Big hugs. Thanks okay. again for everything. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, um, Lavendar, um, ready to wrap up unless you have any um, closing comment? Only that... <clears throat> As these quests evolve, I'm really seeing more and more soul maturity walk through the door. And what I mean by soul maturity, it's people that have come to realize who they are on the planet and what what their place is in the scheme of things. They get the hint of it, but maybe they don't have the direction. And if they have those star markings in their chart, if they have that 25, 26, or 27 degrees, that shows a harmonic in their physical body that gives them the rites of passage to at least step through the door to find out if this is where they, they need to go. And what I've noticed for the past oh, few years is that everybody that comes to our quest, they get exactly what they need, whatever it is that they thought they needed, and some of them got more than what they, they needed. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, it, it was the kick in the pants that, that made it happen because they must have put up their hand for changing their life because that's exactly what happens. Right. We're, we're, cha- right. And they- we're changes. We're, we're uh, agents of change. That's what we are. All star seeds are agents of change. Well put. And that's a good thing because we're in an evolutionary up spiral for the people on the planet. So on 8-8, you know, this is a, a very high uh, day on the planet. It's marked in so many different areas. You can go on YouTube and find all kinds of people talking about different uh, aspects of this time that we're living in. Uh, so, some are, are relevant, some are not. You, you'll know when you hear something if it's true for you. Always know that. 
So anyway, right. thank you so much, Arielle, for putting together the show tonight and for putting all the things together that you do for the for the website. I'm no longer doing sessions, of course, but I'm always here to support you and everything that we've built in the past, and especially the, the quest. So for those that are, have been missing talking to me, I miss talking to you too, but I, I have another assignment now. So please just hold the point for me. All right, and come to a quest. <laughs> come to a quest. Yeah. Yeah, that's the next level. All right, then. Well, um, thank you all, all the, of our Starseed Questers and um, our, you know, our radio, Fiona, Kathy, and Jada. Thank you so much for all of your support. And we will be back two weeks from tonight. And until then, just remember to hold gratitude in your heart and replace judgment with compassion. That's the best place to start. So until next time, good night, everyone. Night. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 